Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. All right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, where we are in the world. My name is Josh, that's Vince Tagliavia. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Monday, Wednesday and Thursday, 8 p.m. on Tuesdays. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And look, tonight's episode is called The Global Conspiracy. Now, a lot going on tonight. The first thing that I'm going to do is we're going to jump to Donald Trump. He's in the CNN town hall. Uh, I know probably some of you wanted to catch this. There's probably a lot of people who aren't going to show up because of this. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right into this. And I'm going to probably laugh at a lot because he is just ruining this lady who's narrating oh, yeah. it. So let's bring this up here and let's uh, <laughs> let's talk. To, let's have Trump go ahead. In fact, I brought a list of things I don't want to bore oh, is, the audience. I got to refresh it because we already went through the list. Let's bring this up here and watch live. Play this bad boy. Hopefully they don't give you an ad. And if I win, yeah. they're going to be doing the same thing to me in two years. I guarantee you that. Mr. President, we've got play another very voter here tonight. And they did that before. Bobby Petrino has been waiting very patiently. Sure. He's a this student epic, at St. Anselm. He's a member of College Republicans. He's an undeclared voter right now. He supported you in 2020. Bobby, what's your question for President Trump? Hi, thank you for coming. Uh, this is a bit of a pivot, but uh, with gun <laughs> violence and mass shootings in the news cycle recently, I'm worried that state governments and the federal government are going to act to repress gun rights. Uh, under your administration, you uh, instructed the Department of Justice and the ATF to ban bump stocks. If elected president again, how would you act not only to defend our Second Amendment rights, but to restore rights that have been taken from us, um, such as, by example, recently the ATF's ruling on the pistol stabilizing braces? Yeah, as you know, the bump stocks are actually a very unimportant thing. And NRA, I went with them and they said it doesn't mean anything. Or actually, all they do is teach you how to shoot very inaccurately. So we did that. Uh, there's been nobody that's protected the Second Amendment, as you know, like I have. I protected it through thick and thin, not easy to do. But we have a very big mental health problem in this country. And again, it's not the gun that pulls the trigger. It's the person that pulls the trigger. And we have to protect our Second Amendment. We have to protect our Second Amendment. Mr. President, you dealt with a lot of mass shootings when you were in office. This year, there have already been more than 200 mass shootings yeah. in 2023. If you are reelected, are there any new gun restrictions that you would sign into law? I would do uh, numerous things. For instance, schools, we would harden, very, very much harden. And I also, I'm a very believer. I believe in teachers. I love teachers. I think they're incredible. And they love the children, not quite like the parents, but they love the children in many cases almost as much. Many of these teachers are soldiers, ex-soldiers, ex-policemen. They're people that really understand weapons. And you don't need 5% of the teachers would be more than you could ever have if you're going to hire security guards. But in addition to that, have security guards. Uh, you have to harden your entrances. You have to make schools safe. And you can make other places safe. But it is a big mental health problem in this country more than anything else. And remember, we have 700 million guns, 700 million. Uh, many people, if they don't have a gun, they're not going to be very safe. I mean, if they don't have a gun, it gives them security. Now, you need them for entertainment. You need them for hunting. You need them for a lot of different things. But there are people that if they didn't have the privilege of having a gun in some form, they, many of them would not be alive today. You know, there is a certain country that had a very strict policy on guns, very, very strict. Which country? And, uh, Brazil, okay. Brazil, uh, very strict. And the former president of Brazil, and the, the 
the killing was incredible. They were walking into people's homes and killing people. They had no protection. Said, go out and buy guns. People went out and bought guns, and it went way down. The numbers went way down because they had security. If you look at Chicago, Chicago has the single toughest gun policies in the nation. They are so tough, you can't breathe. New York, too, and other places also. All of those places are the worst and most dangerous places. So, so that's not the answer. No new restrictions that you would sign if re-elected, Mr. President. I want you to meet Julie Miles, a registered nurse from Merrimack. She's a Republican who voted for you in 2020. Julie, what's your question for the president? Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. I appreciate you answering this question this evening. How do you plan to appeal to women voters in New Hampshire who are concerned about the Dobbs decision and how states may change their laws? It's such a great question, and it was such a great victory, and... Uh, people are starting to understand it now. Uh, you know that they wanted to bring it back to the states, but that was probably the least important part of that victory. Getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade was an incredible thing for pro-life because it gave pro-life something to negotiate with. Pro-life had absolutely nothing being stuck in Roe v. Wade to negotiate with. And now what's happening, and I see it all over, uh, deals are being made, deals are going to be made, and it, it, look, Everybody that was president wanted to get rid and tried to get rid of Roe v. Wade you mean for 50 years. Republicans. For 50 years, this has been going on. Actually, a couple of Democrats, too. But for 50 years, this has been going on. I was able to do it, and I was very honored to do it. But by doing it, things are happening that are very, very positive. And you have to, I happen to believe in the exceptions, the life of the mother, rape, Incest, like Ronald Reagan believed in the exceptions, but I happen to believe that. I think it, I think it's frankly important to do that. But a lot of people are, uh, you know, against that. A, sm a relatively small, relatively small number. But the so way I, I the way I look, I think it's very important to say this. <laughs> I consider the other side to be radical, because the other side under Roe v. Wade and other things, the other side, they're radical because they will. Remember the debate with Hillary Clinton? I said, rip the baby out of the womb at the end of the ninth month. They will kill the baby in the ninth month. If you look at that crazy governor of Virginia from the former governor, where he said, no, the baby will be born, and then we'll decide essentially whether or not to execute but the Mr. baby. But, Mr. President, can we talk about what you would do if no, but you these are, are the radical are people. It's not the pro-life people that are radical. But if you are re-elected and you're back in the Oval Office and you get legislation to your desk, would you sign a federal abortion ban into law? Uh, what I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. But the fact that we were able, I was able, I'm so proud of it, we put three great justices on the Supreme Court. We have almost 300 federal judges on the Supreme Court. The just fact, to be clear, just to be clear, Mr. President, you, you would sign a federal abortion well, ban into I, I law. I said this. I said this. I want to do what's right. And we're looking. And we want to do what's right for everybody. But what's right? But now, for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability. Because you didn't have it before. They could kill the baby in the ninth month or after the baby was born. Now they won't be able but to I do that. But I think this is a really important question for you to answer because this is something all, every Republican, including those who are running against you for the nomination, are being asked about is would you sign a federal well, abortion ban into yeah. law? And many of them are going to give you the same answer as I. Uh, I am, first of all, I am honored to have done what I did. And a lot of people said, they said in 150 years, he's now the most consequential president because he saved so many lives. And I'm honored to have done it. And, and because of what I've done, we now have a great negotiating ability. That's what I do in life. I negotiate. We have a great negotiating ability, and I think we're going to be able to but get something done. what do you mean negotiating done. ability? Because the question that Republicans have 
And some of your allies on Capitol Hill say that they want to introduce legislation when it comes to banning abortion. If they send it to your desk, would you sign it? Some people are at six weeks. Some people are at three Where, weeks, two President weeks. Where's President Trump? Uh, President Trump is going to make a determination what he thinks is great for the country and what's fair for the country. But the fact that I was able to terminate Roe v. Wade after 50 years of trying, they worked for 50 years. I've never seen anything like it. They worked, and I was even, I was so honored to have done it. We are in a very good negotiating position right now only because of what I was able to do. And remember this, again, you talk about radicalism. People that will kill a baby in the ninth month or the eighth month or the seventh month or after the baby is born, they're the radicals, not the pro I just want to give you... Because you did not answer whether or not you'd sign a federal abortion ban or how many weeks into pregnancy you believe abortion should be banned. Yeah, but I've Can given you, answer you, I've given you the answer probably four times already. Which one I'm is it, looking, I'm you looking at a solution that's going to work. Very complex issue for the country. Uh, you have people on both sides of an issue. But we are now in a very strong position. Pro-life people are in a strong position to make a deal that's going to be good and going to be satisfactory for them. If you weren't able to get rid of, you wouldn't even be having a discussion, if you weren't able to get rid of Roe v. Wade, which put pro-life in a dead position, a horrible position, they could kill the baby at any time they wanted to. But we did something that nobody thought was doable. And other Republican presidents, and others, by the way, they wanted to get it out. They also wanted to bring it back to the states. But bringing it back to the states is a less important issue but that's why than the, the issue that we just talked about. That's why it's the question about a federal abortion ban. You well, did not say yes or no to that. You did not say what, how many weeks. It depends what the deal is. Lindsey Graham is a good how many man. Weeks. He's got an idea, and a lot of other people have an idea. And uh, I look at all the and different ideas. And a lot of people ideas, will be curious the, what I'll your make idea right is on that. President Trump, we've got uh, more questions to come for you tonight. We'll be the right, right back for the in just a moment. All right, we will come back to that here in a minute once that comes back on. But, uh, you know, it's interesting because it started out um, with a lot of thickness between Trump and CNN. Like you could cut it with a knife and the the long-legged brunette is uh, asking him all the serious liberal questions, you know, like January 6th and all these types of things. And he's just not having it. He keeps on looking at her and putting his hand out like this. I'm like, no. (laughs) Well, when he originally walked out, he didn't even hardly acknowledge her. He acknowledged the crowd. He's there for the people. He's not there for CNN. He could care less about her. He's doing a great job. Mm -hmm. Do you hear his comment in the beginning? Unless you're a very stupid person. He said that a couple times. Unless you're a very stupid person and he tells her. And I don't know you're not, but you know, I'm just saying, unless you're a very stupid person, then you know. Oh, dude, he's, like, dot, he's dot, fantastic. Dot. He's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and, and I don't know how long this is going to go, but we're going to hang in there as long as possible. We do have a show to do. We do have some stuff to cover tonight. But once they do come back from commercial break, we are going to go into it. Um, you know, there is something I wanted to show, but I'll show it after we come back and actually start to show up um, because it, it's it's some crazy news that's actually happening today. And oh. uh, yeah. What? Oh, no, I'll show you. Okay. And uh, Q Tara, go ahead and uh, send me a message on social red pill, and I'll try to help you on that. I saw the message. I saw the message. Um, it'll be interesting. It, it, maybe it's more funny than not. Okay. Okay. But we'll we'll, we'll talk it. about it here in a little bit. All right. But 
Man, it's uh, I, I, I've been looking forward to this all week. Donald Trump on CNN for this uh, live town hall. The the questions coming in. The thing is, is they picked the audience. CNN picked the audience and the questions, and um, the audience is very pro Trump, which is kind of interesting. Uh, the first question was not pro Trump, which was really funny. They said, "Would will you suspend the polarizing talk about election fraud?" this election season when you run and Trump said, if I don't see any, <laughs> right. Well, and I don't think that that, I, I think that that question was planted there, I think but so. you saw the crowd's reaction to it. They're like, yeah, great. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I, that crowd knows that there's election fraud. I mean, we're talking you know, about New Hampshire where it was stolen in New Hampshire as well. I think I saw those liberal, those liberal gen gen Z or the gen Z, those liberal kids that went viral last week. Oh yeah. I think they're in the crowd. Oh, that'd be interesting to have a question from them. <laughs> All right, we should be I coming back on here in a minute. I think we're on the last, uh, the last one. Bring it up. Primary voters, a CNN Republican presidential town hall tonight mm. at eight Eastern. Let's do it. Is it is absolutely nope, It's a little. Case. They really right. are. They're probably fitting in a little extra ad in there because they haven't had this many viewers. And <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. Like, guys, we're, they're charging more than the, the Super Bowl charges for ads for this yeah. thing. Put an extra <laughs> ad in there. Eighty million dollars in ad. <laughs> you want to get in during Trump? We'll strike a deal. Yeah, dude. It's so funny. Oh my man, gosh. they're playing. A, yeah, they are playing a lot. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's interesting. Man, the January 6th stuff was interesting. He said that he would look at a case by case basis for the pardons for the January Sixers. Um, he talked about Ashley Babbitt, which was quite interesting. Um, he talked about um, the facts. And, and this woman is like, no, that's not a fact. That's not a fact. Actually, it is, lady. Oh, yeah. Um, she had a lot of actually false information that she put out. Including yep, the acting secretary of defense, what she was saying about him. That was untrue. Uh, but anyways, like let's, let's get back to this. She is we'll a stay-at-home mom and former town After selectman from Wyndham. She's a Republican, and she voted for you in 2020. Jennifer, what's your question tonight? Good evening, Mr. President. Title 42 is expected to expire tomorrow. Our southern border and now our northern border are experiencing record migration. We learned on May 2nd that the Biden administration plans on deploying 1,500 troops to the southern border. Do you agree with deploying troops to the border, and how will a Trump administration slow down the rate of migrants coming across all our borders? Sure. A very fair question, especially since tomorrow is going to be a day of infamy. You're going to have tens of thousands of people pouring into our country. Even the judge, you know, the judge overruled them when they wanted to terminate it early. And he said, you know that you better extend this thing. The judge in Texas said, I hope you're going to extend this. But this is my policy that they're letting terminate because they lost in court. They wanted to go earlier. You're going to have millions of people pouring into our country right now at a level that nobody's ever seen before. These people are sick. Anybody that wants this to happen to our country, they're destroying our country, and this should not be allowed to happen. How they're not going to do a version of Title 42 or my Title 42, which was tough, if people are sick and have infectious diseases and lots of other problems, 
We don't want them being into our country. We have enough problems right now. We have problems like we've never had in the history of our country. But Mr. Our country, President, our country the is reason being it's ending, destroyed. The reason it's ending is because the health policy, the COVID era pandemic emergency is coming to an end. That's what Title 42 was. You put it in place because That's of COVID. True, but you when have, it comes to the questions about what your immigration policy would look like if you are reelected, some of your Republican rivals have criticized you for not fulfilling the promises that you made on the campaign trail, like finishing the border wall. So how did voters know that you would get those done if you're reelected? I did finish the wall. I built a wall. I you built hundreds of miles of wall and I finished it. And then I said, we have to build some more because there are areas like water going through a dam. There are some areas where a lot of people are coming. You close up one and they come into another. And we started another hundred miles of wall. In fact, I said to my people, if we start this and don't finish it, and then we had a rigged election. I'm sorry to say it. The and, election was and, not rigged, oh, okay, Mr. Good, President. You can't I'm, keep I'm saying, saying that saying all that. night long. And so then they the took over and they decided not to finish it. It would have taken them three weeks. I built hundreds of miles of wall. If we didn't have it, it would be hard to believe it could be any worse. They're just letting people flow into our country. Look, a country has to have borders. There's never been anything like ha is happening to our country you right now. You built about 52 miles of new wall when you were in office, Mr. President. It wasn't the complete wall. One other thing that with no, immigration... No, but I have to respond to that. With your immigration, it was only about okay, 52 can miles I respond? of new wall. This is what she does. <laughs> I built hundreds of miles. Some of the wall was up there, and it would be laying on the ground, rusted rotten steel, rusted rotten wood, a little... And what the radical left crazy Democrats did... If there's a piece of wood laying down, they consider that a wall. I built 30-foot walls that go down seven feet into the ground. If there was a little piece of wood sitting in the ground, they said, oh, he's not building a wall. We already had a wall. Because this is the game. They're a party of disinformation. It's not a they, game, Mr. President. It's about 52 miles of new wall. One other immigration no, no, policy they, you I built new you wall. I built new wall. 52 miles for hundreds of miles. CBP, Mr. What President. I did is I replaced other wall that was laying down, that was up and rotting in the ground for 30 years. Some of it was steel that you couldn't Mr. even Mr. President, it was, it was only steel. about 52 miles of new wall, but uh, moving on, another immigration policy you had was the zero tolerance immigration policy that separated families at the border. If you are reelected, are you ruling out instituting that? Well, when you have that policy, people don't come. If the family hears that they're going to be separated, they love their family, they don't come. So I know it sounds harsh, but if you remember, remember they said I was building prisons for children. It turned out that it was Obama that was building but the prisons But would you re-implement re that if you're re-elected? Is well, that what you're saying? A, we have to save our country, all right? We so can't it sounds afford, like that's a yes. No, no. When you say to a family that if you come, we're going to break you up, they don't come. And we can't afford to have any more. Look at New York City. Look what's happening. They're living in Central Park in New York City. The city is being swamped. Los Angeles is being swamped. Iowa is being swamped. Our whole country is being destroyed. Millions of people are coming into our country. And you know what the number is going to be, in my opinion, by the end of the year? Not the 4 million that you hear and the 3 million. Until, I think it's going to be 15 million people. And in these people, they have no idea where they come from. They come from 129 different countries so far. 120, not President, just the four just to, that we talked about. Just to put about. a button on that, it sounds like what you're saying is that you're not ruling out re-implementing that immigration policy. I want to get to another voter. Caitlin Boissonneau is a student here at St. Anselm College. She's a Republican. This will be the first election that she has voted in. What's your question for the president, Caitlin? Hello, President Trump. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Um, the current administration has made it clear that we should continue to provide military equipment to Ukraine 
Ukraine so that they can defend themselves. Do you support this decision, and how would you deal with the increasing threat posed by Vladimir Putin? First of all, thank you very much. It's really nice. And it's an important question, so important, because we're giving away so much equipment. We don't have ammunition for ourselves right now. We don't have ammunition for ourselves. We're giving away so much. But here's the thing. I have to say it to start off. No longer matters. If I were president, this would have never happened. And even the Democrats admit that. Putin knew it would have never happened. And his pipeline would have never happened. A lot of things would have never happened. But this Which would Democrats never have happened. That, and Mr. all those president? dead people, both Russian and Ukrainian, it would, they wouldn't be dead today. And all those cities that are blown up and disintegrated right to the ground, that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Now, here's the problem. We've given so far $171 billion. They've given, meaning they, meaning European Union, which is approximately the same size altogether as our economy. They've given about 20. So we're at 170, let's say, and they're at 20. Uh, you don't have to know too much about history to realize, or geography, to realize that they're a little bit more affected than we are, okay? So they've got to put up a lot more money because they're taking advantage of us like every other country did. That's why I ended NAFTA and replaced it with the USMCA, Mexico, But on Canada. this issue, Mr. President, I, I should know, I don't know any Democrats who have said they don't believe Putin would have been invaded if you were president, but her question is, would you continue to give Ukraine money and weapons if you're elected? Uh -huh. What's the answer? I have a very good relationship with uh, President Zelensky because, as you know, he backed me up with the, with the phony uh, impeachment, impeachment hoax number one, when he said... The president didn't do anything wrong. So that I happened to like, so I happened to like, yeah, that's weapons. right. And it, it was, I was totally exonerated, by the way, just a waste of time and money. You were impeached over that. Yeah, you were impeached, impeached over that. But let's stay on topic here, Mr. President, because the question is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding? I was impeached funding? by a crazy woman named Nancy but Pelosi. But the question here is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were I elected? would sit down. Let, let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. How would you settle that war in one day? Because I'll meet with Putin, I'll meet with Zelensky. They both have weaknesses and they both have strengths. And within 24 hours, that war will be settled. It'll be over. It'll be absolutely over. Do you over. want Ukraine to win this war? Uh, I don't think in terms of winning and losing. I think in terms of getting it settled so we stop killing all these people and breaking down this, this country. Now, One of the things you have to do is you have to get the. You have Mr. To President, get Europe. can I just follow up on that because that's a really important. Excuse me. Let me just follow just up. There. Can you say if you want Ukraine or Russia to win this war? I want everybody to stop dying. They're dying, Russians and Ukrainians. I want them to stop dying. And I'll have that done. I'll have that done in 24 hours. I'll have it done. You need the power of the presidency to do it. But you but won't say that you want Ukraine to win. You, you know what I'll you say? In, I'll say this. Office. I want Europe to put up more money because they're in for 20 billion. We're in for 170, and they should an be. And they should, should equalize. War. They have plenty of money. They should equalize. I got with NATO when I sat down. I got them right to put now, up Mr. hundreds President. of billions of dollars that they weren't paying under Obama and Bush. And all of these other presidents, that's why they're, they're able to help them fight the war because of the money I got. But, but I let's want talk Europe. About what's to, happening in Ukraine, excuse me, Mr. I President. want Europe to put up more money because they're laughing at us. They think we're a bunch of jerks. We're spending $170 billion for faraway land, and they're right next door to that land, and they're in for 20. 
I don't think so. When it comes to what's happening there, when you were in office, you said that you respected President Putin. Do yeah, you I still do. respect him today? Uh, he made a tremendous mistake. Made it, he made it. He's a smart guy, you know. I remember I said he was smart, she was smart. They what said, was his he mistake? said President Xi of China, right? Is smart. Okay, 1.5 billion people. He's the ruler of 1.5 billion people. I said, yeah, he's a smart guy. How dare he say he's smart? Of course he's smart. They want you to say he's a stupid person. Okay, he's not a stupid person. He's very smart. He's very cunning. And Putin made a bad mistake, in my opinion. What was his mistake? It would have, his mistake was going in. He would have never gone in if I was president. We used to talk about it there. Do you believe that he is a war criminal? What? Do you believe that Putin is a war criminal? He's responsible for the deaths of thousands well, of Well, I think this, I think it's something that not, should not be discussed now. It should be discussed later, because right now we have to get a war. If you say he's a war criminal, it's going to be a lot tougher to make a deal to get this thing stopped. Because if he's going to be a war criminal where people are going to go and grab him and execute him, he's going to fight a lot harder than he's fighting, you know, under the other circumstance. Uh, that's something to be discussed at a later date. Right now, we want to get that war is? settled. And I'm not talking about the money either. I'm talking about all the lives that are being, the number of people being killed in that war is far greater than you're hearing. When they blow up a city and those buildings come pouring down and then they say two people were injured. No, no. Hundreds and thousands of people are being killed and we have to get that war settled. We have more with former President Trump right after this. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with questions from voters. Man, she's a bitch, huh? Yeah, she's terrible. You know, and this is funny, too, because it shows the the hyper level of, of propaganda that comes from the left. Yeah, because what she's doing is, is most Republicans, most conservatives know that second former secretary or the former acting secretary of defense, Mill, Chris Miller, put in his book. He was on Fox News. He was on CNN. And he said Trump ordered the the um, activation of up to 20,000 National Guard troops, and Nancy Pelosi declined. Okay? And so what he was asked in the January 6th commission was, did Trump order the National Guard troops to Washington, D.C.? And Chris Miller said, no, he doesn't have that authority that has to go through the mayor and the Speaker of the House. They have to request it. And then what they asked him is, why, didn't, why isn't it after that fact didn't he do that? Because it was still posse comitatus. He can't. So they are just massively ruining their reputation here. Yeah. And it's interesting. This is probably the best ratings they've had in a very, very long time on CNN. No one's and, tuning in tomorrow. Yeah. And this lady is making a absolute ass of herself. It's pretty sad, isn't it? it? It is pretty sad. It is absolutely sad trump's doing a fantastic job though i love it when he gets in there with an excuse me excuse me <laughs> all right i'm gonna flip i'm gonna flip the screens here real quick okay hmm? so i'm gonna see if the screens actually flip where are we uh oh nope they didn't oh okay it's, it's just the way that the screen share works it just doesn't work right all right, we're gonna we're gonna stay on here for a minute, and when this does come back, we'll we're not gonna show their commercials for them. But um, you know, today we had Congress. We might as well just go through the show, and then we'll just work in between. So we had Comer, Jordan, uh, Donald, all these guys come forward, Mace, and talk about the evidence against Joe Biden. And this yeah. was 
damaging over $10 million in contributions to the Biden crime family to various different LLC shell companies spread all throughout their various LLCs and then distributed to various different uh, family members, James, Hunter, Ashley, grandkids, everything. And we know from Hunter Biden's laptop that they actually all pool their money together, that Joe Biden actually controls all the money in the family. They all have separate bank accounts, but that money is accounted for and pooled in with Joe Biden's money. And they don't have access to it unless Joe gives them access to it. And so uh, we're seeing CEFC energy from China, which is direct uh, communication with the Chinese Communist Party, supported by the Communist Party. We have Romanian companies. We know that that directly uh, ties into the Russian oligarchs. These are the people that the Biden crime family was taking money from during during Joe Biden's term as vice president of the United States. The reason we don't know anything before this is because we only have the record from Hunter Biden's laptop, which starts circa 2014. And so this Mm. has probably been going on for a very, very long time. So for everybody out there who's listening to this, the evidence presented today by Congress, okay, by these members of Congress, Congress showed absolutely that the current president person occupying the White House has committed treason and collusion against this country. In pay for pay pay for play schemes where money was taken in and favors were given out in the sense of policy, lesser restrictions, or whatever else that might have occurred. This is not only an impeachable effect of um, offense, this is a prosecutable offense in the sense where they can be thrown in jail. We'll talk more about that in the next break. Here's Donald Trump. But I also want to talk about some of the other investigations that you're facing. We talked about others at the top, but one of those is the special counsel's investigation into classified documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. Why did you take those documents with you when you left the White House? I have every right to under the Presidential Records Act. You have the Presidential Records Act. I was there and I took what I took and it gets declassified. Uh, Biden, on the other hand, he has 1,850 boxes. He had boxes sent to Chinatown, Chinatown, where they don't speak even English in that Chinatown we're talking about. Uh, can I, I, I got to stop you right there. Nobody talks about because... him. They talk about us. Uh, just so you understand, I had every right to do it. I didn't make a secret of it. You know, the boxes were stationed outside of the White House. People were taking pictures of the GSA and the various I people. I got to stop you right there, though, because moving. the Presidential Records Act, which is not well known to a lot of people, I read it. it. It does not say that you can take documents with you. It says actually that they it are the property you, of the federal government. It says you talk, you negotiate, you, you make a deal. It's not criminal, by the it way. Does not, not, it's, it does the not Presidential Records negotiate. Act is not criminal. And uh, just it so you know. It does not you can negotiate to just take so you, the documents with you. Can I tell you? Just so you understand, the Presidential Records Act is not criminal. I took the documents I'm allowed to. You know who else took them? Obama took them. Nixon took them. Obama Reagan did not took take them. Oh, he didn't? The, he, difference, he didn't. the difference here he didn't. that I'd like take to know. Reagan National took Archive them. says that President Obama even Jimmy did not Carter, take even documents. Even Mike Pence had some documents, and he's a you very honorable Pence, guy. You referenced But you Biden. know who took them more than anybody is Joe Biden. He has 1,800 boxes. That's and nobody accurate, even Mr. knows President, where they you know are. 1,800. And nobody talks about him. Mr. President, and they that's put, not accurate. And they put a rough guy on us. And they, in I the meantime, they have nobody. I think it's important, Mr. Nobody. President, to actually set the record straight here. They took documents, including President or Vice President Pence. When they realized they had documents, they turned them back over. The difference is that oh. you waited to turn yours over. And it was Excuse a year me. and a half effort that included a subpoena 
with those documents. Yeah. One it, question about what happened when you had those documents. It included a raid on my house. That's what it included. But they you didn't raid. A, you'd gotten a they subpoena didn't raid and they Biden's had not house. been turned over yet. They didn't raid Biden's house. You know what happened? He, they put him in the house. That's the one with the Corvette where the documents were laying all over the floor. That was fine. <laughs> and you know who ha happens to be at Mar-a-Lago? Secret Service. And they're phenomenal. I have Secret Service. He didn't have Secret Service. The other thing, the vice president cannot declassify. He didn't have the right to declassify. He has documents from when he was a senator. And even Democrat senators say, I can't believe it. No, I went by the Presidential Records Act. That's not and what we the were negotiating with NARA. Says. That's not what it says. And NARA Mr. has red flagged a thing called the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights because they consider them Mr. dangerous President, that's documents. That's not what it so says. And, I should, note, and I should note that there is a special counsel investigating your document situation, also President Biden's document situation. When it comes to your documents, did you ever show those classified documents to anyone? Not really. I would have the right to. By the way, they were declassified what do you mean not really? after. Not, not that I can think of. Let me just tell you, I have the absolute right to do whatever I want with them. I have the right. I was negotiating with NARA. Do you know what NARA is? The National Archives. Extremely, but you don't extremely left group of them. people. Extremely left. And I was negotiating with They're them. All of a sudden, they raided my house. They didn't raid the house of no, Joe Biden. They didn't raid Obama. But Joe Biden didn't ignore a subpoena to get those documents back like Joe you Biden did. And took so that's 1850 the question. But that's the question that investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. <laughs> Very why simple. you held on to the documents? I was negotiating, and we were talking to NARA, that's Washington, to bring whatever they want. They can have whatever they want. When we left Washington, we had the boxes lined up on the sidewalk outside for everybody. People are taking pictures of them. Everybody knew we were taking those boxes. And the GSA, the government service, the GSA was the one taking them. They brought them down to Mar-a-Lago. We were negotiating with NARA. All of a sudden, they raid our house. When Biden had his documents, he won't give back the 1,850 boxes. And you're going to find some real gems in there. But it was so Biden who alerted them that he had the documents. Of, the National Archives reached out to you to get your documents back. Why did you not turn them over when you got a subpoena because we asking were negotiating for you to turn them over? Them. We were negotiating with them as per... As per the Presidential Records Act, we were negotiating with NARA. That's not what Very the Presidential nice people, Records Act says. I've seen it. But they've got to love our Constitution a little bit more. Because, and they shouldn't red flag it, by the way. Very nice people. We were negotiating with NARA. And that's what the Presidential Records Act says. Because Richard Nixon, surprisingly, had problems. And he had a lot of problems dealing with NARA. And they ended up passing legislation well, called the Presidential the Records Act just for this kind of a thing. We were dealing with them. We were talking. Sub, excuse me. Subject, wait a minute. Mr. Wait, President. wait, wait. We were talking to them. We would have done it, but all of a sudden they raided the house. Now, why haven't? Why hasn't the FBI raided Biden? But I just explained to why, you why. No. It's because he he they alerted the government that okay. they had those documents and had them come and get the documents why from his Biden, house. No, he, they My didn't question take for you, though, when it comes to documents, do you still have any classified documents in your possession? Are you ready? Do you? No, no, I don't have anything. I have no classified documents. And by the way, they become automatically declassified when I took them. But no, why? You have to declassify let me them. ask you a question. Why is it that Biden had nine boxes in Chinatown and he gets a lot of money from China? Why is that? 
And there why, is no why evidence aren't of that, people, Mr. President? No, you, no, no, you cannot say that. There is no evidence that of that, Mr. President. And why President? don't they put this what guy, Jack Smith, and his group, of, and his group of thugs, Mr. why don't they put him in charge of that? I, I need to stop you right there, because there's no evidence of what you just said there. What you're referring to there is an office that he had no, no. after leaving the, the vice presidency. He had, he had a temporary office. But I want to ask you about another investigation you're so that you're wrong. facing. You don't know the subject. I do know the subject. He had one at University of Pennsylvania, but he also had nine boxes in Chinatown. That you're facing, which is the one that's happening in Georgia, where they are investigating there your efforts to overturn the election results in the state of Georgia. I did nothing at the wrong. center it was a perfect that, phone call. Let me finish my question. At the center of that is that call that you had with the Secretary perfect of State, call. Brad Raffensperger. Yeah, sure. Given the fact that there are indictments expected to come in that case this summer, is that a call you would make again today? Yeah, I called questioning the election. I thought it was a rigged election, I thought it had a lot of problems. I had every, I guess he's Secretary of State, I called. Listen to this. There are like seven lawyers on the call, many of them from there. We're having a call. We're having a normal call. Nobody said, oh, gee, he shouldn't have said that. Why? If this call was bad, I questioned the election. You asked if this him call to find was bad, votes. I didn't ask him to find anything. Let me We've just heard the audio tape, Mr. President. There's bad, an audio of you asking him to find I you 11,000 votes. I said, you owe me votes. votes because the election was rigged. That election was rigged. And if this call was bad, why didn't him and his lawyers hang up? How dare you say that? This was a perfect call. Well, they were clearly call. concerned enough they recorded the call. And I should note that, of this course... This was a call that was made to question the results of election. And we have. And when we can't make a call to question election results, then this country ought to just... Forget about it. You weren't just questioning the election results. I was you were questioning asking the election. to find you votes. And I should note that there is no evidence of fraud. There is no rigged election in the state of Georgia. I want to get back to the audience, though, Mr. <laughs> President, because those are false claims you're making about what happened in Georgia. John, Jordan Sullenberger is here. He's an undeclared voter from Hollis. He voted for you in 2020. Jordan, what is your question for President Trump tonight? Thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you very much. I'm 26. I'm a veteran. I uh, help manage a private aviation company. Um, you want a job? I'd love one, yeah. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking for somebody very good. I, uh, I'm not for mandates or government interference in private business, but right. I've seen Republicans going after us like DeSantis after Disney. Right. What would you do as president to protect us from government interference? Well, I'm the one that really wants to protect you. All of these fake investigations of me are about election interference. They think, because I'm leading Biden by 11 points, 7 points, 9 points, I'm leading the sanctimonious by a lot by 40 points or 45 points. I think you ought to just relax and take it easy and think about the future because right now his future is not looking so good. I will tell you this, we are really putting it to Biden, but he's putting it to himself because the economy stinks, inflation is horrible, and the border is a disaster. And by the way, the way he got out of Afghanistan was the single most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. Mr. President, I have one more question for you here tonight, and I think while we're in front of the voters here in New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, this is a fundamental question for you. You are running in the 2024 race. If you are the Republican nominee and you are in that 2024 race, will you commit tonight to accepting the results of the 2024 election? Yeah, if I think it's an honest election, absolutely, I would. Will you commit to accepting the results of the election regardless of the outcome? Do you want me to answer it again? If I think it's an honest election, I would be honored to. And right now, we are so far ahead of both Democrat and Republican. And you know what? If I don't win, this country is going to be in big trouble. It's so sad to see what's happening.
but no commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the if, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct, uh, I will. Okay, so not committing to accepting the 2024 election results or acknowledging what happened in 2020. Go President ahead. Trump, I want to thank you for coming here tonight. This is an important conversation with voters to hear and to have. Thank you to our audience and to our host, St. Anselm College. CNN's coverage continues with Anderson Cooper and Jake Tapper. Man, what a ruthless cunt. Dude, <laughs> what a clown him. show. It's like a parody. It's almost like a parody, dude. How is this real? Well, you know, you know, it, her her demeanor shows exactly who the left is. He called, you are such a nasty person. And, and good for him for woman. doing that, man. Good for him for doing that. Oh, my goodness. Well, welcome back, guys. I know we, we had to go to the, the, the town hall meeting there in uh, Rhode Island with President Donald Trump, which was really good. I think he did a great job. I think he stood up well. I wish he would have. When she talked, when she was talking about the presidential record, Jack, and she says, I've read it. I wish he would have said, are you a lawyer? Are you, are you a lawyer? Because I got a team of lawyers who know constitutional law and who have read it. And you're wrong. I, I mean, I wish he would have done that. Then I wish he would have said something like, well, you know what? On, on September 12th, 2020 and December 20th, 2020, I actually declassified these specific documents and took them with me. Like, I just wish he would have put her in her place like that. You know, and I understand why he doesn't. You know, he's he's older, probably doesn't have that memory, doesn't have the dates or something like that. But I just wish he would just like, actually, let me help you out here and show her the facts. And she just continues, well, that's not true. That's not true. There's no evidence whatsoever of election fraud in 2020. Actually, there's quite a bit of election fraud evidence from 2020. People have actually been prosecuted already for this. And we're finding more substantial evidence as time goes on. Mm -hmm. and, and so that is false. But, you know, there is one thing that I wanted to talk about tonight. And, uh, you know, Emperor Palpatine. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know if you guys realize this. Emperor Palpatine, um, he has come out of the closet. Did you know this, Vince? That that he has come yeah. out of the closet. Okay, he, heard. He, he has come out of the closet. He has come out of the the robe of, from the dark side and is now identifying as a woman. That, that's right. He's now identifying as a woman here, and Gosh. this is Emperor Palpatine coming out as a woman now trans. It does look like Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is Palpatine. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! I think she had a stroke. I, it, it, you think? I mean, it really does look like she had a stroke. I mean, her her lips on the right hand side are gauged. Her eyes are droopy. Um, it looks like that. Um, it looks like she gave birth to Skeletor. Quite honestly, <laughs> sad man, sad. So shortage. Yep. So debt ceiling standoff continues today. And is the government going to shut down? I don't know. Is it? I don't. Maybe. Who gives a shit? Shut them down. Dismantle the whole damn thing because you know what? We can do better with just the states running the show. Seriously. The NASDAQ has closed 1% higher today after the inflation data, which uh, brought it said inflation came down. I said, wow, this is great. CPI just mm -hmm. came down until Saturday when they revised the numbers, right? right? Gosh. <laughs> yeah, she reminds me of that Oppenheimer quote, I am death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man. Oh, man. But so 
Donald Trump tonight, I think he held his own pretty well. I just wish he was still as sharp as he used to be and been like, no, 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 no. Are you a lawyer? You read it. Are you a lawyer? No, no, I'm not a lawyer. Well, I got a team of lawyers who says that you're wrong. I mean, that would have just put her in her place. And oh, I would have loved to have seen it. But uh, maybe next time, Donald Trump, maybe next time. So the BRICS nations are going to be launching a common currency for international trade, a digital currency, as they continue the de-dollarization with all new members of the BRICS nations. They're going to be utilizing the Chinese Yuan and other national currencies for settlements. But this digital currency is rumored to be backed upon, that's right, gold. Of course. Yep. They're going to do it. And Russia and China are booming in the trade with each other, which is not necessarily a good thing for the United States because Russia does have the ability to grow over the next decade to become a contender on the global scale in the sense of exports. We Gosh. will see, though. Yeah. Uh, PayPal tumbled 12% today. Uh, this came yeah. about with their, uh, their what was it? Their profit ratings came out or they, they were downgraded just a little bit because they missed their uh, their profit. And, and you know what? That probably happened because of September 2022 when they came out and they said, hey, we're going to fine our members $1,200 or $1,500 um, if we find you posting things on your social media that we disagree with. Yeah. People are sick of the woke companies, man. Yep. Bud Light sales have continued to drop, and other Bud brands are now also dropping. Nationwide sales of Bud Light were down 23.4% versus a year ago uh, in the week of April 29th, um, worse than the 21.4% decline it suffered in the week earlier. So it continues to increase its decline. Unbelievable. Yeah, make sure you check that list of Anheuser-Busch stuff if you care and uh, are a drinker. Just get something else. I, I've been re I, I read a, an article earlier that people um, have been polled saying that they're, they don't want to be seen in public drinking Bud Light because of the potential scrutiny that they're going to yeah. get from conservatives. It's embarrassing. I might say something. Hey, Bud Light. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got you to laugh and joke a little oh, bit. Oh, dude. I'm telling you, when we were at the bar during GART, uh, the Great American Restoration yeah. Tour, not one person was drinking that. Well, actually, one person was drinking Bud products, a Budweiser products. He was On drinking. Accident. Well, because he, he, he didn't realize, Alpha Warrior, I'm going to call you by name. You didn't realize you were drinking a Michelob Ultra, which just happens to be Anheuser-Busch, who bought me a Bud Light and put it in front of my seat, and they decorated it with cherries and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, that's a perfect seat saver. Just leave it there. I didn't pay for it, and nobody's going to touch it. Perfect. <laughs> is this real? Erica Parker says, is this real? This is absolutely 100% real. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We do this every night, and we have a great old time doing it. Bank records show that the Biden family received well over $10 million in payments from China, foreign interests, uh, China and other foreign interests, the House Oversight Committee has come out and said, and this investigation is going to be massive. Uh, hopefully a special prosecutor comes out in this named by Congress and something does occur because we need uh, some movement on this. Can't they just issue articles of impeachment like now? Isn't there enough? 
Well, you know, I think there is enough to bring about articles of impeachment. I mean, look, I'm going to bring it down to Mario Nothal, uh, yeah. who does the a lot of the Twitter spaces out there, the, a lot of the high-end Twitter spaces, which I've been happy to join and I've been a speaker on, which is pretty darn cool. I never thought for one instance that I'd be on those things, but there I am. He says, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer will hold a press conference earlier today. Um, the focus of the press conference, the press conference will focus on the Biden family's network of companies and the millions of dollars they received from foreign nationals. Comer plans to present a memorandum detailing findings from financial records obtained through the bank subpoenas. Uh, the findings highlight the Biden's attempts to conceal large financial transactions with foreign nationals. Uh, Comer also announced future investigative actions related to the Biden's financial activity. Um, and so the previous act, the previous findings that they had, they had uh, Comer subpoenas revealed financial transactions between Biden family associates and foreign entities. Um, family associate Rob Rocker received $3 million payment from a Chinese firm, State Energy HK Limited, which was then passed on to the Bidens. The Biden family's foreign dealings, information about the Biden family's foreign dealings have been partially uncovered through incomplete files found on Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden received millions of dollars from a Chinese firm affiliated with the Chinese government, that is CEFC, um, Belt and Road Initiative. He also co-founded a state-backed investment fund in Ch uh, China, Bodai Capital. Um, additionally, Hunter Biden earned income serving on the board of Ukrainian natural gas firm and his father, Joe Biden, had meetings with his business associates. And then there's Russian connections. A report from the Senate committee alleged that the billionaire, Russian billionaire paid millions of dollars to a firm associated with Hunter Biden. The Russian billionaire has not faced sanctions from the Biden administration, raising potential conflicts of interest. The Justice Department investigation is reportedly nearing a decision on whether to charge Hunter Biden with tax fraud and other alleged crimes. Comer may argue that that investigation is too narrow in focus. And he, I think he's right on that, that if they go out there and do the the uh, the tax fraud right now without bringing in FARA, where Hunter Biden would have had to have registered as a foreign agent to do these business dealings, which would have then been in the public scrutiny and released to the public, then he probably would have been okay in the sense of some of these things that he did, but he wasn't. And the Biden family has concealed the majority of these transactions by pushing them through various different shell companies um, and through family, uh, external family friends and associates businesses, then to their shell companies, and then distributed to various different family members. And as Jim Jordan said, the Biden family, has no product to sell. These businesses yeah. sell zero products or services. The only thing that they can find that the Biden business family is actually doing is selling political access, which is illegal. That's it. <clears throat> Joe Biden doesn't have any business. He's been in politics for decades. That's yep. it. Dude. Two decades. And yeah, as a reminder, as a reminder, Quote from Joe Biden, I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. But then why was your son receiving through uh, Rosemont Seneca and other LLCs that he had formulated millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then two days later, you're meeting with the person who sent the money? Yep, they're trying to legitimize the wash money, it sounds like. And here's the thing is the Republicans are going to have nothing to do with this. They are going to investigate, but the DOJ is not going to persecute. They're not going to prosecute Joe Biden. They're not going to go after Joe Biden when he's president. So what's going to have to happen here is most likely the Congress is going to have to go out there and put formal um, papers out there for impeachment of Joe Biden, which most likely, because you need two-thirds majority in the Senate, will not pass the Senate, of which means that the impeachment will not be uh, completely certified. 
also what they could do is they could do uh the 20 24th or 25th amendment on him i mean why not i mean there, there's enough substantiating evidence out there right now to realize that joe biden is isn't mentally competent to be president yeah i feel like the left almost has to turn their back on biden in order for an e a fast way to get him out Unless well i've been saying that for a while now right feels over is that Joe Biden is a liability to the Democrats and to the liberal agenda in this country. And that the longer that he is in office, the more liable that all of the Democrats become within this big scheme. And we know that he's in bed with China. We know that various congressmen and senators are in bed with China. Feinstein being one of them, Swalwell, Schiff, these guys, these people are funded. There's multiple variations of state governments that are funded and uh, um, promoted by the Chinese Communist Party, including Republicans on that and that end. And so we have been infiltrated from the inside. And it's going to take a long time to sort and weed this out. But Joe Biden is the cream of the crop right now. And the evidence is conclusive that he was in business with the Chinese who have direct connections to the CCP. And he's been very, very easy and light on China. And we can only imagine that these business deals, the money that was sent to him, had some type of attachment to it in the sense of promises. We know some of these were from the Barack Obama age. And like yeah. I called out before, who was selling state secrets to the Chinese? How did they advance their military massively within just a small decade? We know Hillary Clinton was involved in that and potentially Joe Biden was involved in that. Yeah. And Obama, man. I want that guy to go down. Yeah, this is uh, pertaining to uh, the, the court case yesterday, the civil court matter. Um, did you know the statute of limitations for sexual assault in New York is typically five to seven years? New York even has a 20-year period for civil claims of sexual assault. But that wasn't enough to get Trump. Gene Carroll's claims go back to the mid-90s. So New York amended the law in 2022 to provide unlimited statute of limitations for civil claims of sexual assault and provided a one-year window where pre-existing claims could be litigated. That's where Gene Carroll comes in. Funded by a Democrat activist, she filed her claims against Trump in that limited window and even in a liberal New York jury wouldn't find Trump liable for rape. People paying attention know what is truly what this truly is. Another political attack on Trump. And if you didn't see, but E. Jean Carroll was on CNN and she admitted, oh, I forgot to put in my deposition that uh, I was funded, funded by a multi-billionaire Democrat donor who has been unnamed. Which and just which is illegal. Right. And this whole thing just gets thrown out the window. Well, I hope that someone gets to uh, catch her on audio saying she made it all up. She's creepy. She's real creepy. Oh, she is. She is. Well, you heard him today that her husband, who's an, uh, who's an African-American, she calls him ape. Like, this is disgusting. This woman wow. is a racist. She's vile. Um, I wouldn't doubt that she's probably a pedo. Maybe, dude. She definitely gave creepy vibes from when I saw her speak. Yep. But good news for Donald Trump, because the day after the verdict comes out, his poll numbers go up against Joe Biden. People <laughs> are awake, dude. Yep. The audience out during tonight's uh, CNN event was an indicator. They're laughing at CNN's poor host. 
So I don't know the whole story on Congressman George Santos. But I can tell you just by looking at the guy, I don't trust him. I don't like him. I've never liked him. I've never really talked about this story. Today, right. he had been arrested and charged with fraud and money laundering. And quite honestly, with the quite honestly, with the amount of stories against him that we've seen to be kind of true in the sense of him lying about his background and stuff like this, I don't doubt this for one minute. And I, I'm the first yeah. person to say that this isn't a left or right issue. Politics are corrupt. All politicians are corrupt. They do not work for the benefit of you. They work for the benefit of their own power and their own wealth. I think that this was just something they were keeping in their back pocket to bring out in a strategic time to hide the corruption of the left yep. with corruption from the right. Because everyone's reporting on this on the left. Yeah. So uh, RFK Jr. came out today and said, under no circumstances will he run with Trump in 2024. Um, which is quite interesting, oh, but I think that uh, it, when Trump does win, or if Trump does win, I think that he's got a place in his cabinet for RFK Jr., and I have a feeling mm -hmm. that that will definitely happen. Especially if it's like head of the FDA. That would be amazing. <laughs> or head of the C. <laughs> you imagine that RFK Jr. is the head of the FDA? Yeah, I'd be like, he'd probably just be like, my first move as the head of the FDA is to completely abolish the FDA, and I'm retiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Um, so CanCon, yeah. my buddy over there at uh, Badlands Media, he says, this looks really bad for Maricopa County, and it does. This looks incredibly bad for Maricopa County. He says, how do you get around the Chief Justice's own team finding such an egregious error or violation? And so an event recounted the Maricopa BOD report contradicts Jared's testimony that the fit the page issue that arose on election day was caused by technicians changing paper settings on election day at three vote centers. Quote, another printing anomaly occurred at several vote centers where ballots were resized to fit to page, a process that entirely changed the location of the timing marks on the ballots and assured that neither the on-site tabulators nor the central count tabulators could read the ballots. We could not determine whether this change resulted from a technician attempting to correct the printing issues, the most probable source of change, or a probable problem internal to the printers. During the testing, four printing printers randomly printed one or a few print-to-page ballots in the middle of the printing, a batch of ballots. None of the technical people with whom we spoke with could explain how or why that error occurred. Maricopa BOD report at 12, this is an astonishing event occurred during the testing conducted by Chief Justice McGregor's team. The 19-inch ballot configuration on election day could only be due to malicious code, malware, or remote configuration changes. The randomly printed fit-the-page ballots observed by Justice McGregor's team proves the validity of Herrick's testimony that this was an intentional act, te um, testimony that this court previously rejected. That's some great news right there for Carrie Lake. And so cybersecurity expert has dropped this new bombshell in this uh, in this case, and the courts have now um, reaccepted her case and are going to hear this new evidence. So this is this is big. And Chief Justice McGregor is like, let's send a team out there. And what do they find? The yes. same error, and they couldn't explain it. I hope this is the first domino. Gosh, yep. man, it's just taking way too long. It should have been handled.
when Pence betrayed the country. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ukraine to its allies, please give us 1% of your GDP to fight Russia. Is it me or is like Ukraine that illegal immigrant that's taken all your tax dollars and, and on welfare? Using the systems of your government to, to, to thrive and survive. And by the way, how fast did it get covered up of the $400 million that was laundered out of U.S. taxpayer dollars towards high-ranking government Ukrainian officials? How fast did that get covered up? Because I haven't heard anything about it since like the one day of reporting on it. Yeah, they don't talk about that, dude. Nobody. Nope. So Russia is to withdraw from the European Arms Treaty. President Putin has appointed an official to supervise a, a country's exit from the suspended 1990 Treaty on Conventional Armed Forces in Europe. Russia has indicated its intention to formally withdraw from the treaty, um, the CFE Treaty, a military transparency agreement that is currently suspended. Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei uh, Rykobov um, has been selected by President Vladimir Putin to survive the procedure in the Russian parliament. The appointment was revealed on Wednesday. Um, the CFE treaty was one of the cornerstones of the attempted de-escalation of tensions between the Warsaw Pact bloc and NATO during the final days of the USSR. Signed in 1990, this agreement sets limits for development of conventional forces on the European continent and established various transparency mechanisms such as on-site verification and inspection. Moscow has long complained that the expansion of the US-led military bloc, which included the, uh, the accession of former members of the Warsaw Pact was undermining the treaty. And they're right. Um, this is why in 2014, they wanted to end the Minsk Accords. In 2007, Russia announced a partial suspension of the CFE, citing the failure of the new NATO members to subject their military forces to limits specified in the treaty. Moscow fully withdrew from the CFE mechanisms in 2015, saying it um, saw no purpose to continue participation. In February, Russia suspended participation in New START, a last bilateral nuclear arms reduction agreement with the U.S. The Russian government accused Washington of using the Ukrainian military as a proxy force to attack airfields that host Russian long-range nuclear-capable bombers and a blocking Russian inspections of nuclear facilities. This is going to escalate. I'm telling you, we've been looking at this for too, far too long. Uh Ukraine and Russia want this to end. Xi Jinping is going in there to end it. And right. I guarantee you that the the proxy with the Western nations, the Western world order, are going to go in there and they're going to instigate a war with I, a, either A, China, or B, Russia. And it could be through proxy. So you could see something happening with Taiwan. Um, you could see something with North Korea and South Korea. Um, you, you could see tensions flare up in multiple different uh, theaters. But something is going to happen, most likely proxy against yeah. one of these countries, potentially even a terrorist attack. I think they will go with a terrorist attack. I think it'll be either some kind of false flag involving chemical weapons, nuclear weapons, um, a giant disaster or attack. Yeah, I think it'll be something like that. That's kind of their favorite card. Yep. Alert. The U.S. border with Mexico will be chaotic for a while. Um, Biden acknowledged tens of thousands of people are massing at the border crossing points awaiting the expiration of the so-called Title 42. Overnight Thursday into Friday, thousands have already entered the United States, squeezing through holes that pockmark the division between the world's wealthiest country and the poor neighbor, and a spike in asylum claims is expected. The Texas cities of El Paso, Brownsville, Laredo have declared a state of emergency as they struggle to cope with hundreds of people, most from Latin America, some from China, Russia, and Turkey, who are already here. 
this border situation is crazy. Yep. It was, One thing I saw today, I don't know if it's legit, but a I shooting happening at the border. Well, there was there was firearms being shot off. The sheriff um, did uh, come out and confirm that, but they don't know what it was or who it was. Now, one other thing I saw was the Texas yeah. National Guard has deployed to the border. Um, they are putting up barbed wire defenses at the, the high-level uh, cross points, yeah. and they are armed to the teeth and turning people away. Yep. Telling them they will be shot if they cross. Good. Yep, so good. I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that, although I don't want to see that. After 11,000 migrants caught crossing the southern border, Biden administration is now preparing to order the release of migrants into the U.S. with no way to track them. And uh, Texas has said, okay, we're going to take those migrants and we're going to send them to liberal cities. And <laughs> New York City Adams has came out and said, well, don't do that. We're so overwhelmed. And like uh, they're like, uh, I think it was uh, Congressman, what's his name, Clay? Forget his name. A Texas congressman, he came out and said, good, now you know what it feels like. Yep. Oh, my goodness. U.S. is vulnerable to China's lock on key minerals, according to Biden's top aide. The U.S. economy is vulnerable to China's lock on critical mineral processing. A senior advisor to President Joe Biden said, liking the situation of the risk Europe faced from its resi resilience, on Russia's oil and gas amid the invasion of Ukraine. Quite frankly, we are in an invulnerable position. John Podesta said, senior White House advisor for clean energy innovation and implementation, we can't be in the position Europe was in in front of the invasion of Ukraine. That would put the U.S. at the mercy of a country that has the potential to use its lock of on supply chains to hold politically hostage decisions by the government. And uh, is... Appalling as John Podesta is, what he's trying to say here is that um, we're not going to mine rare earth minerals and metals in the United States, which, by the way, I'm probably in one of the, the largest states with one of the largest deposits of rare earth minerals and metals in the world. And mm -hmm. by the way, all of northern United States is littered with them and they don't mine them here. Why? Because it's environmentally hazardous is why. But. Uh, some of the countries out there that have the largest mines of these rare earth minerals, one of them being Afghanistan. A Afghanistan. I mean, it's like, you know, if we could just get into Afghanistan, rebuild their country, <laughs> rebuild their roads and say, hey, why don't you give us a percentage share? We'll pay for them, we'll pay for your people, we'll make you guys wealthy, and we'll take those rare earth min minerals from you and we'll produce with them. And in Afghanistan, after 20 years, could be thriving. Oh, wait. We had that opportunity and we just uh, totalitarianly ruled them and absolutely decimated and destroyed their country. So China came in, China came in and they said, Hey, we're going to rebuild your roads. We're going to rebuild your cities and we'll work with you. And they said, sure, you can have our rare earth minerals. And the company that China brought in to mine those minerals happens to be owned by a company called Bodai Capital. <laughs> wait, that, that wait, Rosemont Seneca Bodai, oh, that's owned by Hunter Biden. <laughs> it all starts to make sense now, doesn't it? Yep. Gosh, big scammers. Wow. Hmm. Uh, okay. So, um, 
Let me see here. I'm just looking. Uh, China. That, yeah, I'm going to go through some news here. Food insecurity, a growing problem in the United States. America is turning into a third world country. Well, that's exactly what they wanted to do. The number of Americans with limited or inadequate access to food is not only increasing, but it is also much higher than what the government data shows. Food insecurity, as they call this phenomena, is becoming especially problematic as inflation hovers near all-time highs. And since wages have stagnated in many areas, millions are no longer able to make ends meet like past generations did doing honest work. Every year, the United States Department of Agriculture sends out a survey to collect data on Americans' access to and spending on food. The agency uses this data to inform policy pertaining to the causes and consequences of food insecurity. And so Americans were asked more often during COVID how they were doing food-wise, which may have slightly inflated the numbers because they were doing pretty well then. But what we're seeing is a, a noticeable decline in this food stability within the American households. And this comes about for many reasons, the rapid increase in the cost of food, as well as um, the reduction in the amount of payments, or not payments, in, in the reduction in the amount of uh, salaries within people, the amount of job layoffs and all this other stuff. So there's, there's so much things that happen on the economical level that are affecting people within their lives in the sense of food, in the sense of home, of housing, we have the record number of unemployed, record number of homeless in this country. And yes, we are coming into a third world country. Absolutely, because that's the purpose of a color revolution is to do exactly that. I got distracted there for a minute. I saw a picture of Jim Price. I'm like, whoa, that's Jim Price. He was oh. on a, an advertisement. Really? Yeah. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Just like regular pork, FDA grants investigational approval for pork products made from gene edited pigs gene editing livestock to quickly produce desirable traits for improved food production is a viable strategy for helping feed the planet's growing population the u.s food and drug administration said but scientists argue that gene editing technology involved has not been proven safe and i kind of agree with them so what they want to do is they want to make pigs like chickens that blow up and get really really fat dependent upon what we feed them and they want to genetically alter them to do that. So they want to get the pigs to produce more meat. Well, I think there's more nefarious things they want to do to the DNA of the things we eat as well. Mm -hmm. That's totally bad. Yeah, I agree. I think they're trying all kinds of crazy mad scientist experiments. You know, this was an interesting post. I found uh, a third of scientific papers may be fraudulent. Ooh. I'm like, wait a minute. We already knew this. We've been talking about this for weeks. Around a yeah. third of the studies published in neuroscience journals and about 24% in medical journals are made up or plagiarized according to a new paper. The research, referred to as a preprint, meaning it has not yet been peer-reviewed, looked at 5,000 published papers um, and has first been reported by the news magazine Science. Um, using a simple automated detection system that researchers looked for two telltale signs, whether an author was registered with a personal rather than institutional email address, and if the author listed their affiliations as a hospital. The papers flagged as potentially fake were then checked by humans. About 1,500 of the papers were likely fraudulent, the researchers concluded, so about 24%. Now go do uh, physics, now go do biology, now go do chemistry, and watch what you say. 
not only are the papers being shown fraudulent, but even the data is being shown fraudulent. It's a huge problem, man. Yep. Did you hear that the former head of the Russian Space Agency has came out and said that there's no evidence whatsoever that the United States went to the moon? No way. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yep, here we wow. go. Yep, so the former head of the Russian Space Agency came out and said, in my opinion, the United States never went to the moon. And I, you know what? I don't disagree. I think what he's trying to say is publicly, that whole film you saw was a film. Stanley Kubrick absolutely filmed it, and I think that they did it for national security reasons and because they didn't want to show what was really happening on the moon. Okay? I, I believe that they wanted to hide what was actually going on in the moon or what they potentially might have found. It was a secret, top-secret mission. I do believe that those men are the ones that went. Um, mm -hmm. I think that what people watched on television and what is, is out there today is nothing more than uh, done in a Hollywood basement directed by Stanley yeah. Kubrick. They did this for multiple reasons, but number one was the national security of the country. If the space shuttle launched and blew up in midair or they couldn't get to the moon and didn't land, then you're going to have some major concerns in the sense of the Cold War and the shifting of powers. But also, yeah. there's this, this article that came out, and I saw this today, and I said, oh, this is interesting, Vince. Look at this one. Scientists discovered gigantic structure under the surface of the moon. So the moon has been subject to awe and fascination for millennia with its shape-shifting powers and enigmatic dark side. Though it's one of the celestial bodies on which man has taken small steps, maybe, we still have big leaps to go in understanding the potential and uncovering its secrets. However, one hidden feature of the moon has been unearthed by scientists, and it's very, very big and very, very heavy. Buried beneath the South Pole, the Atken Basin, one of the largest preserved craters in the solar system, is a structure that weighs at least 2.18 billion kilograms and measures more than 300 kilometers or 186 miles in depth and is 2,000 kilometers, 1,243 miles in length. The researchers who made the discovery, all based in the U.S., posited that the anomaly could be made out of metal from the core of an asteroid or oxidized from the crystallization of a magma ocean. One of the explanations of this extra mass is that the metal of the that is metal from an asteroid that formed this crater is still embedded in the moon's mantle. Lead author Peter B. James from Houston's Baylor University said in a statement shared with IFL Science, illustrating just how gigantic this thing is, he went on, imagine taking a pile of metal five times larger than the big island of Hawaii and burying it underground. That's roughly how much unexpected mass we detected. The groundbreaking findings was made thanks to NASA's Gravity Recovery and Interior Laboratory GRAIL mission, which measures changes in the moon's gravitational field. Data collected by GRAIL can then be used to study the internal composition of our cratered companion. So there's this metallic structure in the south pole of the moon, and it's massive. Dude, the fucking moon's fake, man. Moon's fake. I, I, I just, <laughs> we didn't go there. It's fake. Who knows what the hell's going on with that? <laughs> <sighs> they never brought back cheese. They never brought back cheese. Hey, man, you, you bring any cheese back? You bring, you bring any cheese back? <laughs> That's some wild stuff right there. Hmm. Yep. 
All right, guys. Um, Social Red Pill Zoom is uh, now under subscription. If you are subscribed to any of our channels, if you are on Pilled or Rumble, monthly subscriber on any of those locals, um, Social Red Pill, Red Pill Project that online, anywhere that we have this. If you guys are, just email myself or any of my mods, and we'll give you access to that Zoom. Um, we'll occasionally do Zooms and open it up to everybody. Typically on Friday night will be one of those nights that we will do that. Um, this last Friday will be one of those nights. Uh, this Friday, I don't have a guest per se. I have, I'm working on a few of them and it's just really I, like people just don't get back to me anymore. It's crazy. Excuse me, but we'll definitely have a guest for you. What a great show with earth Chronicles earlier today. Me and David had a, a great discussion. I did two mm -hmm. hours of the dark delight show today. So you if did? You guys, oh yeah. There's always two hours on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah. It's a lot of. It's yeah. a lot of uh, show. So you need to be uploading both of those hours onto the, the pod beam. But So I did two hours on the Dark Delight show today, and uh, it's definitely worth a listen if you guys want the rant and raves, and I get into it all. It was a, it was a good show. Tomorrow I'll be on American Media Periscope's DEFCON 5. Actually, I'll be on there Friday, but it's recording tomorrow. Um, Friday night we have conversations on the fringe. It's Mother's Day. Make sure that you guys get out there, get those cards for your mothers, get those gifts sent out, those flowers and strawberries all sent out. Um, I might jump in for just a little while tonight to make sure that the zoom does cool. come on, but, uh, for everybody out there, uh, join socialredpill.com. If you can support us over there, that is appreciated. You don't have to, it's absolutely free to join, but if you do, uh, get that subscription, you do get that zoom that's included in there. Grandma five revolt celebrating the eight month subscription streak. Thank you so much. Grandma five revolt. Grismo seven, three lemons donated to steps to nowhere. One lemon donated princess, little eight. Three ice cream donated. Thank you so much. Grismo, Steps to Nowhere, and Princess Little Eight, Enlightened Science. Two ice cream, Steps to Nowhere, three lemons. Love the beach, one ice cream, and I don't recall 22, three lemons. Thank you guys so much for all the donations. Enlightened Science, Steps to Nowhere, Love the Beach, and I don't recall. Uh, X Grits, X, one ice cream. Pequest, gifted a cookie. Slumdog, gifted a can. Thank you so much. X Grits, Pequest, and Slumdog. Love the beach, two ice cream. Patriot of Pisces, one diamond. Grandma Five Revolt, two lemons. Love the beach, two ice cream. Thank you so much. Love the Beach, Pink Matter, Pisces, and Grandma 5 Revolt. By the way, guys, appreciate all the donations coming in, um, as well as on Cash App. Thank you so much. Last night, I don't I don't know if you want me to give out your name, but I appreciate you. Thank you so much for that donation last night. Um, thank you for all the donations coming in during the Battle of the Streams on Rumble, Pill, DLive, and Facebook. You guys are absolutely helping keep us alive. And as well as all the new subscriptions that we've had come into the socialredpill.com. And as well as going out there and utilizing our affiliates and our sponsors that you can find on our websites, redpills.tv. Make sure you subscribe over there as well so you get those email updates that do come in. Um, I have some potentially new sponsors coming in, which will be pretty cool because uh, there are actually some really good products. I'm getting set up with some of those right now. One of them is Dr. Brian Artis. Uh, we have uh, some some salsa and some spices. They're actually really good. I got some here. Um, then potentially, uh, um, well, I'll, I'll let me get uh, all worked out with them before we bring them in. But got some really good stuff happening here at the Red Pill Project. And we got a lot of cool stuff happening in the sense of myself and podcasts and Vince and podcasts and, and getting our, our information and our research and an investigation out there, but much love, respect. God bless you guys. That's all we have for you tonight. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening and we're going to see you guys tomorrow night with another episode of the red pill project daily dose. Have a great night. Take care. We'll see you guys soon.
Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me I patch the game. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.